Welcome to the podcast where two guys talk about the many trades they've tried but never mastered. You are listening to The Hobby of Hobbies. All right. Today, we're talking tobacco. Uh, we're here with Nate from Smoker's Abbey. What Hi, Nate. Hello. Welcome. We actually just enjoyed... Um, some cigars, thanks for bringing those. You're welcome. They were it was, delicious. It was, but it was great. Feeling feeling a little buzz now. <laughs> Laying on the ground. I'm not. Um, once yeah. again, I'm I'm Kyle, aka Cozy Bear. I'm Josh, aka Thug Nasty. Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and explain that to to people listening. I uh, a little space on your mic too. There when, you go. when when I was uh, when I was teaching kids in Haiti for a year, I uh, the kids asked if I wanted to be called Mr. Josh or if uh, if they could just call me Josh. And I said, guys, I don't care what you call me. You can call me Josh. You can call me Tinius. You can call me Mr. Josh. You can call me Thug Nasty. I don't care. And so the kids, like, for the rest of the year, like, referred to me as nothing other than in, than Thug Nasty. So that's where that kind of started. All right. Well, I guess we can let it slide. I guess so. <laughs> um, well, let's get into it. I have to confess that... This is kind of a uh, re-recording of an episode be- because I was an idiot and did not turn on Nate's mic. Dude, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, <laughs> All right. It's okay. And, and so we we have already kind of done a uh, rehearsal, I guess, a dress rehearsal of this be episode. It's so much better this time. Um, so- I re- well, I mean, I'm really glad we did, actually, because we talked about it a lot. Then we enjoyed some cigars together, mm-hmm. and now we're coming back at it. And so I feel like... Um, I have a better understanding. So let's go ahead and get to it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of touch on some of the stuff we talked about before, but this is new for the listeners. So how long have you been uh, into cigars? Nine years. Nine years. Um, what like, like what kind of brought you into that? Uh, my dad. My dad was a huge smoker of cigars. Nothing else. Never saw him smoke a cigarette or nothing. But he uh, he had been smoking cigars for about 20 years or so. Um, and I, I remember when I was a kid, like he, he hid it for me as like a kid for the longest time. Everybody in my family knew my sisters knew, but like I, I found out when I was like 11 years old and I think I was like devastated at first cause I was like, my dad's a smoker, mm-hmm. which being raised in like a Christian environment, it was like, what? But then like, I think after that, my dad really taught me a lot about tobacco and cigars and seeing the differences between things and whatever. And he always kept a humidor at the house full of cigars. So then him and I used to go like his favorite thing to do was go to the park feed the ducks and then like smoke a cigar that was like his his heaven so we would go do that together and then um my mom though was like huge stickler on me not smoking before i was 18 so uh when it came time for my 18th birthday my dad asked me what i wanted to do or what i wanted and i was like yeah i just want to sit and smoke a cigar with you and then ever since that was pretty much was our thing we'd sit on the back porch and listen to some uh, blues music and like smoke a cigar and enjoy life. So that's kind of what brought me into it. That rules. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so smoking for you now, um, is not, is not a hobby. It's actually a profession. And what would you, what do you call yourself? A tobacconist, a tobacconist. And so you do, I mean, you are a tobacconist full time. Yep. Um, and you run the shop Smokers Abbey down in East Nashville. Yep. Um, which is awesome. And so, um, just kind of explain, I guess, like, 
I'm I'm a first time buyer of a cigar. I'm going into um, wanting to to smoke cigars, but I've never done it before. What what are you going to tell me? What are you going to ask me? How are we going to get to the point to where I'm going to enjoy a cigar? Yeah, well, there's kind of there's um, basically the three main different types of cigars that fall into is mild, medium, or full bodied cigars. I mean, there's a lot of different classifications in that. And there's a lot of like kind of different breakdowns within that. But those three main different levels are kind of where to start. Um, so I usually find out with people where their palate's at, um, whether they like what type of drinks they drink, um, if they're into certain type of beers, more heavier, complex drinks, or something that's going to be more kind of light and crisp and refreshing, or somewhere in the middle. And then, or the same with food, just kind of where people are at, you know, whether like they like eating salads all the time or they all they eat is steaks all the time. Um, just kind of depending where their palate's at. And then also their history with smoking and like, you know, if they have any experience, if they have none, kind of going from there, suggesting certain things. Um, but it's more, it's more finding out their backstory and their history and the things they're into because a lot of the same notes or even just the palate, like, if you tend to like something that's going to be a little bit darker or richer, you might like a cigar that's a little bit more darker and rich. That's cool. So, um, so I'm coming in and I, um, for me, I like, um, as far as beer goes, I, I really love IPAs. I like all beers, but IPA is kind of my go-to. Like if I'm at a bar and I don't really know what they have on draft, I'm going to ask what their IPAs are. Um, I also really am a avid bourbon and whiskey drinker. I love bourbons a lot, especially, um, and then um, I'm a huge fan of like steaks and coffee and those sorts of things. And so I'm going to come to you with that. And so we just had this conversation because you just gave me a cigar. But can you explain to me like what you gave me and why you chose yeah. that yeah. cigar, which it was great. I loved it. Yeah. So, I mean, that cigar had an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper on it. So the word Habano basically means that it was uh, tobacco grown with like Cuban seed grown tobacco, but it was grown in a different country other than Cuba. And that, that type of tobacco, it just kind of creates more of a, it's going to be more of a medium shade, um, tobacco. It's going to be more of, it's going to have that same kind of, it's just what I, I resemble when I drink like an IPA where it's got like almost a little bit more of like a flowery note, but with a little bit of like a bitterness and a little bit more of a bite to it. Mm-hmm. Um, people kind of associate bitter with a bad term, but there is people who look for like bitter stuff. And I, so, love bi- I love bitter. Yeah. Like I love coffee. Yeah. I drink my coffee black. Um, I love IPAs. Like yeah. Those sorts of so things. it's got a little bit more of a bite to it, <clears throat> but then at the same time, it might have a little bit more of like a peppery note. Um, and especially Habano is going to have a little bit more of like a black peppery. So like, it's just kind of finding in that, like what classifications. And so even the one I gave you would be on the milder end of a Habano. So it's still going to be a medium bodied cigar. So it's not going to be too overly light, um, that you're still going to taste it. But at the same time, it's not going to be too intense. It's going to knock you off your feet. Um, like the one I gave Josh literally knocked him off. His yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here laying on the ground, just kind of observing, <laughs> holding it. his microphone and just laying just, on the ground. Just going on the Josh Tinius roller coaster, going for a little spin right now. <laughs> um, now it's not that bad. But yeah, it just kind of depends on like what, what you know. It depends on the cigars and like just kind of pointing people in that right direction. That's awesome. Do you have a question? Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, uh, what was uh, what's like 
I don't even know. You know something. <laughs> I'm just laying on just, the floor. Just totally done. Uh, so, okay. Well, then tell me about like the makeup of a cigar. Um, so you talked about the wrapper. Yeah. And I know just, I kind of know, spoiler alert, from the last time that we didn't record it, uh, that there's three different parts to the cigar. Yeah. But can you describe yeah. that, what type of tobaccos they are, and like also like how those tobaccos are manufactured or treated in yeah. order to make yeah. up that cigar so you have three main kind of um the dna of a cigar is three different parts and so you have the filler which is the innermost part of the cigar the binder which is the part that kind of holds the filler together and it's the outer um part of the filler and then you have the wrapper which is the wrapper is normally just like a single tobacco leaf um wrapped around so the filler is several leaves rolled together the binder is a couple more leaves rolled around that and then the wrapper is just one outer leaf that's rolled around that and the filler you get most of your intensity and most of the kind of the body and presence of the cigar off the filler leaf so there's um the highest part of the tobacco plant is uh called lajero and that is actually it gets the most direct sunlight so it actually has the most intensity um to it just the way it's grown so they'll put that in the filler and some cigars have just a little bit of that in the filler and some have a lot um that kind of adds more of the the body and presence to it and then the binder kind of is a balance between the intensity and then the flavor and then the outer wrapper is where you get most of just your flavor it's more of a kind of more of a beautiful like dark rich um kind of royal like a oily like Thing. even if it's a milder one it's still going to be more of just like a it's it's a better product of a leaf that you'll see and so um it actually it just puts off more of the flavor that you get in the cigar is a darker cigar is it usually uh does it have more nicotine or is that not necessarily the case no in the sense like so the best way i know how to equate it is you could drink a stout that is only five percent alcohol content and you could have a lighter beer that's 12%. It's okay. kind of it's similar in that vein of if you sm- a, a lot of maduros like the darker ones and that maduro means that that outer leaf has been aged for at least 5 years. So that's how it gets that dark oily like kind of presence to it, but um basically like with that most of those are going to have a little bit more higher um, like nicotine to it because it's going to need to balance out that flavor, but you can still get a milder Maduro in a sense because, um, as far as intensity goes, because it's like the same with the beer, you're going to have like where you can have stouts that are like a 5% and it's still dark and rich and it's that heavy, but it's not going to knock you off your feet. You know, it's in the same, like a Maduro is always going to be a very robust kind of full, um flavor full like it's like a dessert almost you know you're eating like your chocolate Mm -hmm. pie and it's it's full and rich but at the same time like it's not gonna it may not knock you off your feet so cigars aren't meant to be inhaled and i was i was not uh inhaling my cigar outside how am i uh how am i feeling this buzz because is it it just like i'm inhaling the smoke that's floating around in the air no no so you do I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, what no, a, a, a buzz doctor. expert. <laughs> I guess a doctor. That's a good phrase. I'm not a doctor. Maybe we can talk about cancer later. Cancer. Yeah. yeah. Let's not. Uh, uh-huh. but 
I do know that you basically have the nicotine will go through like your taste buds and through like the underneath your tongue there's like passageways where that will that smoke like it enters your system through that way so that's how you can get more of a buzz off of it and i don't know like i I don't know the science behind it all so sometimes with cigars people will feel a little bit more of a head buzz than they with a cigarette but the cigarette you're deeply inhaling it um so it's i think from just knowledge it would take a little bit longer to get in your bloodstream or whatever the nicotine would but with your cigar since it might be a little closer to your brain so it might be why you get a little bit more of a head buzz from it i mean that's just a thought i don't know the I'm reality take, behind it I'll, I'll take your word for it i I'm believe not, it i'm not a doctor either <laughs> there you go um, so then <clears throat> now there's a lot of people that I've that I've, I've kind of seen in cigar shops and people who smoke cigars and my uncle was avid cigar smoker and like um, there's different ways to light it. There's do's and don'ts of lighting a cigar um, and certain reasons why you do stuff the way yep. you do. Can you explain? Can you kind of explain? Talk through a little bit of the do's and don'ts of lighting a cigar. Yep. Maybe why you light it the way you do. Yep. What you use. All of that. Well. There's a there's a lot of old school guys that say you just have to use matches or you just use like the cedar strips, and I would say you don't have to. the The reason I think, especially it was a bigger thing with a lot of the older guys, is a lot of like the main lighter that's been around forever is a Zippo, and so that kind of that uses more kerosene fluid, um, which kerosene just puts off a little bit more of an aroma that is a little off-putting in a sense. You know, it smells like straight gasoline. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can fully understand how that would pull up flavors in the cigar that just taint the flavor. But at the same time, like nowadays, like most people have like butane torches and stuff like that. So butane's a gas, so it, it it doesn't really put off as much of a smell or a taste. So a lot of the like purists say just use matches for that. Now, there is like a process where you um, take the cedar strips and you actually you don't cut it and you actually toast it and you toast the foot and you get it burnt all the way around. And so the foot, the foot is the, the part of the cigar you light. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. And you'll toast it and you'll get it to where it's a nice, like cherry ash on it. Um, like you have a nice, like it's fully lit all the way around. Then you'll cut it and then smoke it. And it actually, the cedar really pulls up a lot of flavor inside the cigar. And it, um, the cedar really brings out a lot more presence and a lot more flavor. It's kind of like with a, like with oak, with whiskey, um, with oak barrels, it actually adds a lot more flavor and a lot more characteristics to the cigar. So there's a lot of guys who do it that way. Um, I've done it that way. I can definitely taste the difference and it's got a very cedary presence to it. I still end up lighting most of mine with a butane lighter just because Mm -hmm. time and convenience. But one thing you do want to make sure you get is it lit all the way around um, because so it has an even burn and so it doesn't kind of burn crooked. You just why don't you sure. want it burning crooked? Because um, you it will it'll end up part one. It'll change the flavor will change because like as you as you smoke it like the fillers might be smoking faster than the wrapper. You just want to even burn because so you can taste the cigars it's meant to be taste with the filler the binder and the wrapper. Um, versus like with the crooked burn and as you smoke it more if it has a crooked burn it might go out easier it's gonna end it's just gonna end weird it's gonna end in a bad way if you have like a bad crooked burn okay so i've got some uh some old cigars that i got in the dominican republic a few uh, a few years ago 
I kept them in a humidor, but they're uh, they're definitely dry. Uh, is there any chance I can bring them back to life? Yeah, for sure. As long as the outer wrapper is not cracked. Um, I, what I do, it might be a faster process for some other people, but I normally let those cigars sit in my humidor for about six months, making sure that it has like the proper humidity in there. And mm-hmm. then by that time, they should be all good and brought back to life and ready to smoke. And hum- humidors are made of cedar too? Yes. Yep. Okay. And then... It, talk to me a little bit about a humidor real quick yeah. like what what makes up how big are they what makes them up all that there's stuff? there's all different sizes of humidors basically like i mean a humidor is just it's a place where you can store your cigars there like in our shop we have a walk-in humidor so it's a whole room where basically the humidity and level of the temperature is controlled so basically you always want around 70 degrees temperature in our shop, we always keep ours at 70% humidity. There's a lot of guys in their home humidors who like keeping around 65%. They think 70 is a little too moist, but with a, as big of a square footage as we have as a humidor, we have to keep it at 70 just to make sure everything's getting the right humidity. But then, so you'll have like a home humidor, and I mean, I've seen them as small as holding 10 cigars up to like, my personal humidor holds up to 150 cigars. Okay. So like, I've got that on my dresser, and it... It's um, basically a cedar box. It's got a good seal on it, so you want to make sure it seals, it like air is not getting out. Um, and then basically they make these. There's all different types of things that put out humidity. The old school ways, like they had these sponges that you'd put distilled water in, and hmm. they put out humidity. Now, like I have these crystals that basically it's like these crystals with propylene glycol and all this chemical stuff that I don't know about. <laughs> but basically, you add distilled water to it, and then those the water is held in those crystals and it puts out a certain amount of humidity to hold the cigars like at a certain rate. That's crazy. I had no idea. Wow. Speaking of crystals, um, <laughs> so I, I had these, um, the cigars that I got in the yeah. Dominican Republic um, and they were, they were pretty nice cigars and um, I was looking at them like after I got them, I had them a little while and um, I thought that they started growing mold um, but after I did a little research, it said that there was something else that's actually plume. a sign of a really good cigar. Yeah, plume. Yeah. Explain we didn't talk that. about this on the last podcast. Yeah, what's the, what's so plume? plume, I don't, once again, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know the science behind it all, but I do know what to look for, plume versus mold, and that's always the great debate because plume, it, it actually is a certain type of mold. But it's actually like a certain type of mold that comes out in a in a higher quality, like in a good quality cigar when it's been aged for a while. And that's kind of when you know a cigar is at its like height of being like aged. Um, and so basically it has this like light crystallization all across the wrapper. Um, and it's almost so like powdery thin that you can wipe it off. Like that's the difference between true mold, true mold. If you like, you can't wipe it off. Like it's actually ingrained in there when you have mold and with, um, with plume, it's usually all around the whole cigar and you can kind of just dust it off. There's cigars I've seen that people will look at it and they'll be like, it's plume, it's mold, it's plume, it's mold. You can't tell, but that really kind of means that that cigar is just kind of like the tobacco. It's all perfect. It's kind of, if it actually plumes up and I've smoked cigars that have plumed, like it's just kind of the perfect realm. That means you have the perfect humidity and there's like this crystallization that forms with the tobacco and it just kind of like, it's the perfect condition to smoke a cigar. I'm really hoping it was plume because I definitely smoked it anyways. Well, that's fine. I mean, I know that I've smoked a cigar thinking it was plume and then it turned out to be mold. 
So, well, I don't know enough to know the difference. Yeah, so. fine. Yeah. Uh. Well, and that's well, and that, I kind of had to do, and that's it's a great debate if you really look into it with cigars because there's guys who say all different types of things, and honestly, like we got a box in from. It wasn't in our humidor, but it was. We got a box in that looked like it had plume on it, and I ended up being like, "Oh, awesome! It's plume!" And I smoked one. And then we have like guys like some of our um, sales reps for the companies that we buy from. Who like there's one guy who's been in the industry forever for like 20 years, and he just knows exactly what to look for. And I showed him to him, and he's like, "Yeah, that's mold all the way." And I'm like, "Oh, cool! Well, I just smoked it, and I felt fine, and it felt great, and it actually tasted awesome." So maybe I'm crazy, and hmm. maybe it's all in my head, but. Maybe it's just all in everybody's head. In everybody's and, head. And there's it's really, all a dream. Yeah, and it's it's not even real. What is reality? Where are we? Um, so, um, we were talking right now. It sounds like we've been smoking something. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we talked about that was really we interesting. We talked about okay. how great chocolate cigars are. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> well, I was going to say, too. Okay, so... You've got some cigars that are like two, three bucks. You've got some cigars yeah. that are 20, 30 bucks. Like, yeah. what's the difference? What should I be looking for? Why would I buy one versus the other? Yeah. Well, I would say you don't, especially if you're just getting into it and you're, you just want a good cigar smoking experience, you definitely do not need to buy a $20 cigar. Even if you just like, won the lottery or got a promotion i mean i guess you could but i'd rather buy like if i had a shit ton of money i'd buy like 700 like seven dollar cigars versus that many 20 dollars cigars there is certain tobaccos that have a little bit more rare tobacco or it's um like a limited production of like they might have grown it in a certain field or the tobacco just sometimes there's even just where the tobacco turns out different than they ever expected it to and so they'll put out a limited edition of that, and it's going to cost a little bit more because, like, like we carry some companies that are small batch, so they'll make, like, 600 cigars, and then that's it. And mm. there is something to be said about that where it's like, you know, okay, cool, I'll spend 15 bucks on a cigar. I'm smoking one of 600. Like, that's a cool thing if you're into, like, that's a, that's a hobbyist that's, thing. Yeah, that's more but of an experience. That's versus, an experience. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're just going in for an average cigar or just a, a cigar experience, you definitely don't need to spend over ten dollars. Seven to ten is about the average. Um, and honestly, like, like especially with us, most of the companies we carry are we handpick them all. They're all smaller companies, boutique companies. Um, they're not one of these larger mass-produced companies. And why? Why do you do that? Uh, because they just put the time and care into it. There's, there's kind of several folds to it. They really care about giving people a good product. Um, they care about the quality of the cigar. Um, a lot of these larger companies, they'll just mass produce a cigar and you'll like, we got a whole box of cigars in once from these bigger companies and every one of the cigars in the box was bad. And it's like, that's awesome. Thanks guys. And then wow. like on the last podcast, I was talking about a company where they basically take their bands and they sell them to an online store, um, cigar store. And that store will put them on like cheap, like three dollar cigars so and then they'll sell them in a shop for 15 and so it's just like so you definitely like i would just say doing a little bit of research and also just trusting the person who works there to like i i guess in our shop i can't talk for every shop but in our shop i'm not going to try and get the money i would rather have people learn about tobacco and learn about the right thing versus trying to make a higher end sale and so but in that like you don't you don't have to just smoke a high-end cigar to 
to I'd say if you're spending anywhere from seven to ten dollars um, starting out, then you're fine. You're gonna have a quality smoke yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, dude, do you have another question? I, I do. Okay, so um, every country, every time I've gone out of the country. Uh, I always go buy some Cuban cigars. Oh yeah! I take the bands off and I bring them back. Is there any truth to like the Cuban cigar being the best? Is that like this Cuban cigar was the best? Okay. So, um, and I'm I'm gonna try and keep this short, but the Cuban this is a whole other topic sometime. But the Cuban cigar basically it, it's kind of where like the cigars we see it now originated out of, and where it was really just first being produced like that in Cuba. And then around the time the trade embargo happened, so first off, you had back in the 40s and 50s, the best cigars were coming out of Cuba just because that was the main place. Like Dominican Republic, I think they started manufacturing cigars in the early 1900s, but they weren't doing anywhere near what Cuba was. And then Nicaragua, like the first factory um, in Nicaragua was... like started in the 60s like i think it was like 62 was the first nicaraguan factory so you have like um cuba was just they were doing it so well for so long and then when the trade embargo happened and just because like i actually just recently uh, met a couple of dudes who were from cuba who um their families fled to dominican republic and they um like we also forget there was it's communist country and they're living conditions were so poor i just found this out this week like if you're a taxi driver there you make more money than you do if you're a doctor in cuba just because the conditions (laughs) in the country and all this stuff and like it's just really weird like i don't fully even can't comprehend all of it but like so the problem is is all all these people fled to dominican republic and nicaragua and all these other countries then they basically started this tobacco industry there and since that time they've been able just to master it in a better way and they like nicaragua has some of the best soil to grow tobacco in but like that was never really utilized until people from cuba started fleeing there so and you had these guys who were blending all the cigars and rolling them well a lot of them left and went to these countries so just some of the best product was there the other thing that's an issue is in cuba they've been growing it helps to grow your tobacco like you'll grow the tobacco in a field um, and then you'll kind of change to another field just so you have fresh soil. From my understanding there, they've been growing tobacco in the same fields for the past 50 years. So, like, they haven't been refreshing the soil. So, at one point, they were putting out one of the best products because they were one of the, they were the pioneers of it all. And then now, though, just because of everything, it's gone downhill. It really is just looked upon so greatly by more non-cigar people because you can't get them. And then there is all this like hype about it because their grandparents talked about it and then their parents. And that's the first question most people ask me when they find out I'm into cigars. If they're not, they'll be like, oh, do you love Cubans? And I, I honestly don't. I probably smoked about 30 or 40 of them. And I there's a few that have been like, that's a great cigar. But like I've smoked the ones that most people like love to buy and i i don't understand it like so i'd say they one time had the best product in the world but i'd say definitely not now um real quick um before uh we're, we're gonna wrap up with this and um and i liked asking this before uh, so what are three points you're you would give to someone who's never smoked a cigar who's maybe listening and saying okay i want to i want to jump into this i want to try um cigar for the first time 
what three things it doesn't even it can be anything and you can even change them if you feel like you've thought of better ones since (laughs) since we attempted to record last time um but if they're the same that's great too so what are the three things you would give three main points coming from you tobacconist I'd, I'd say, first off, price is not everything. Um, you can spend, um, you know, a small amount of money and get a great cigar. And it's like I was telling these guys, even the cigars I gave them tonight were both, like, around seven or eight bucks. And, like, I just don't think that they thought that in their heads, like, that it would be that cheap of a cigar in a sense. Like It was so good. I loved yeah. it. And so you don't have to spend $20, you don't have to spend $30, you don't even have to spend 15 Like, to get a great product, you can spend you know seven eight bucks and it's it's not as it, in a long run like yeah it's expensive if you're gonna smoke one every day and whatever but at the same time like if you're not um uh just pick up you know any cigar around that price and it'll be fine um and then um also kind of just i guess forget what all you've been told about cigars or what you know and go into it with a fresh experience and a fresh fresh mind to think like okay, like, what el- you know, what else is there besides the cigar I might have smoked one time on the golf course or on the, with my friend or blah, 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 like, and, like, actually look into it as a craft and a trade and, like, understanding, like, a new experience with it. And then the other thing I would say is just slow down and enjoy it. And we this is something I talked yes. about just a little bit on yes. the last one, but it's, like, so seven out of ten men in America smoked cigars in the 1920s. And back in that day, people would work all day, work their ass off, and then they'd come home and relax and, like, sit down with their family and have a meal and then go and enjoy a cigar and just slow down. They're really a thing that's not of our time period because we're all on the go and, like, fast, fast, fast and need the quick fix. And it's all about just the enjoyment and slowing down and, like, Take it. It's going to take 45 minutes to an hour, maybe. It may take longer. It may take less. But at the same time, just sit and enjoy it. And if you're with people, enjoy the company with people. If not, just enjoy the moment. You know, it's about slowing down. Put down your phone and smoke your damn cigar. <laughs> and then one more. That, or was that all three of them? I think it was three. Okay. And then also... Um, Did I forget something? And then the last thing I'm going to ask you, name your favorite cigar right now, and we'll close with that. Damn. Um, my favorite cigar. That's see, that's dumb. Oh, you should ask me that earlier. I would say just currently, it doesn't have to be like yeah. your favorite of all time. What are you into right now? Right now, I'm huge into the warped La Hacienda. Warped La Hacienda. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. That's uh, that's Nate with Smokers Abbey. Um, in East Nashville, if you're uh, if you're in the area, come check it out. Next time Nate's on, we'll be talking about vaping. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me, guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs>